Hi, Arrow. How are you doing today, Doctor? I'm good. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Dude, this book is coming out at the absolute perfect time because everybody wants to do right before the holidays get here. I always call it the triple crown of the holiday season, and we've got to be on the right page or we're going to pay for it on the other side. Yeah, I'm excited it's coming out now, and uh, I think it is a great uh, resource for everyone this time of year or any time. I'm so glad that you said the word resource because, I mean, first of all, I, I, I would love to be a fly in the wall when people bump into this book uh, at the store. That, to me, is the most important part, when, because we're eating wrong. So my first book, What to Eat When, is all about eating with your circadian rhythm and making sure you're eating at the right time. And the new book, The Power Five, is about the what, making sure you're eating the right foods. Right, right. And it includes fruits, veggies, beans, whole grains, which blows me away because we have a guy that I work with at The Essential Job, and every day it's beans. And we look at him, and we, we think he's a freak, but yet I'm reading here, he's not so much a freak. <laughs> That's right. So I wrote The Power Five cookbook because I love food. I love eating it. I love cooking it. I love sharing it. And I get really frustrated when I see all these clickbait headlines that tell you what you shouldn't eat or that something is going to kill you. Mm -hmm. And as a physician, that especially drives me crazy. So I wanted to create a book that is totally different. It's about the foods you actually need to eat more of. And that's the power five, the fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, whole grains, beans, and fish. Yes, I'm a physician saying you need to eat more. And that's because I've read hundreds of studies and they're pretty consistent that these are the foods that are associated with living a longer, healthier life. They're associated with a lower risk of death from cardiovascular disease, Mm -hmm. a lower risk of death from diabetes. They can help prevent cancer. And when you look across the world at the people who live the longest, they're eating mostly power five foods. And in fact, if you think about the, those blue zones, those places where people live the longest, yes. the number one thing they have in common, you know, a couple things, but one of the number one things is beans, like your friend. Mm. It, it amazes me that all this information is here. What is our fear factor of making the changes? Are we afraid of the way that the fruits and the veggies and the beans affect our body? And we, because I, I don't understand, because first of all, I, I, I really do try to follow a blue eating plan, but I do fall off and I pay for it in, on the other side. Yeah, so I think the reason I wrote this book is because my belief and what I've seen is that people don't think these foods taste good. Right. right? They probably had a bad experience. We all have with uh, uh, lousy vegetables, overcooked this, uh, bland beans, right? Um, That's why I wrote this book, for people like that who think that these foods don't taste good and they don't want to eat them. I spent years in my kitchen developing these recipes, taking the techniques I learned in restaurant kitchens around the world, from grandmothers from different cultures, from cooking schools in Italy and in Asia to create these recipes in a way that anyone can make them at home and that even the pickiest of eaters is going to want them again and again and again because they're so delicious. The book we're talking about is The Power of Five. When it comes to fruit, what is the right fruit? Because so many people think, oh, I eat grapes all the time. Well, that's going to raise your sugar level. Yes, I think a lot of people are afraid of fruit because it has sugar, but fruit's actually really good for you, and and fruit's actually interesting because a lot of things we call vegetables are fruits, right? Like technically tomatoes, we think of them as a vegetable, but they're a fruit. But if you eat apples, pears, peaches, berries especially, these fruits are loaded with 
fiber. So they have sugar, they're sweet, but they also have a lot of fiber that comes with it. So they don't act like just sugar in your body. In fact, most fruit has very little calories. You have to eat an incredible amount of fruit to get the calories that you would get from a candy bar or from a piece of cake. Um, and so eating those uh, fibery foods, again, like pears, berries, apples, stone fruits, those are really great choices. You know, I, I had to chuckle like a child when I saw this 100-layer eggplant parmigiana. It's like, what? That has my attention. Wait, I mean, 100 layers? <laughs> That's one of my, my favorite recipes. I love talking about it. I made it on Instagram a couple weeks ago. Uh, you don't think a doctor is going to give you a recipe for eggplant parmesan, right? That's, <laughs> that doesn't sound like something you should be eating. But my version is kind of different. It's, what, it's, it's part of what I call the stealthy, healthy uh, part of the cookbook, right? I, wrote, I wanted to write a cookbook that happens to be healthy, not a health book that you cook from. And this is the, one of the best examples. So instead of uh, salting it and breading it and frying it, I save you a lot of time. I don't do those steps. I cut it really thin. I roast it, I stack the layers up really high. Nice. In between each layer, I add a layer of tomato sauce, a really simple tomato sauce, a little bit of basil if it's in season and you've got it, and then some grated Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese or some oh Pecorino cheese. These are aged cheeses. So instead of using a melty mozzarella cheese, I'm using a cheese that has a lot of flavor and I can use a lot less of it. So you're gonna eat this. It's got many, many layers, as many as you can make. Can be up to 100 if you can stack it that high. It looks amazing. It tastes amazing. And you're not going to miss the fact that it has fewer carbs and lower saturated fat. I'll tell you one of the reasons why I love my kitchen so much is the fact that I'm in control of the salt intake. I'm in control of, of all of the different spices. And to me, it makes it so unique and so yours. It's like you own the right to have dinner tonight. That's right, I, and I agree with you. I love cooking because I, I like being in control of what I'm eating. And again, that's another reason I wrote this book because I want to give people that power. I want to empower people. I want to give them control. I want these recipes to be a guide for you. My sort of philosophy is when I have a, buy a new cookbook, and I have hundreds and hundreds of cookbooks because I love cookbooks, I love reading the book, learning about the philosophy, looking at the recipes, and trying them. And the first time I try them, I make them the way they were intended, and then once I've learned that technique and those flavors, then I do with it whatever I want and make it my own. And that's what I want everyone to do. I want you to learn the techniques, and they're really simple. I want you to learn the flavors, learn how I enhance the simple ingredients, and then do it the way you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I grew up in the state of Montana where we had the rainbow trout. I've never heard of a steelhead trout. Where can I get something like this? Ah, a rainbow trout and a steelhead trout are pretty much the same thing. Okay. Um, I get them here where I live. There's a there's a local sustainable farm that, that grows them. Nice. Um, but you get them in a lot of different grocery stores. They uh, look like a rainbow trout or a salmon. They're loaded with omega threes. They're a bit of a mild flavored fish, even though they're they're really fatty and have all that nutritional value. And so even people who don't like fish tend to like it. And the way I like to treat it in most of these recipes is really simply, I uh, salt them. So I semi-cure them, put a little bit of salt and let them yeah. sit so the fish really gets firmed up and then add uh, some seasoning to it. Uh, one of my favorite things is put tomato powder or arisa, so it's a little spicy. 
and then I slow roast them in the oven. They don't get, you don't cook them too high, so they stay really uh, moist and delicious. Get a little bit of flaky, and they're loaded with flavor. But yeah, it's one of my favorite fish. Do you keep the skin on it? Yes. Yeah, I keep the skin on on a fish. Uh, you know, again, there's a lot of healthy fat in fish skin, mm-hmm. um, so I always eat the skin. Oh my God, it was a treat to us as kids. I mean, we would sit there, we would eat the the, uh, the trout, and then at the end of dinner, we'd sit there and just the conversation would continue while we were ch- you know chowing down on the skin. Oh yeah, especially if uh, if it gets crispy, then it's a real treat. Yeah. Okay, so we we've become this air fryer generation. I mean, I mean, is it can is there anything healthy in that? In an air fryer, yeah. I mean, I I, I actually don't uh, cook with an air fryer, but uh, tons of my friends do, and I and I think it's uh, basically an air fryer is like a convection oven, so it's yeah. an air forced oven uh, allows you to use less oil, you know, you're not deep frying, but you're still able to create that great texture. So yeah, I think anything you can do, uh, and that's again, what I'm teaching people in the Power Five is those techniques of how you maximize flavor, how you maximize texture, how you make the food delicious so that you want to eat it. Uh, I think air fryers are great. What I love about the Power of Five is the fact that you, you actually bring things together that so many people don't know about, which like, like the miso creamed corn. I, I've never heard of this, but man, I can't wait to make it. Oh, that's one of my favorite recipes. It's really cool. And again, it's like the eggplant parmesan is something you'd be maybe surprised with. A doctor has a recipe for creamed corn. But the point of this recipe is that it's really simple and I teach you how to extract the most flavor from it. It has, it has only corn, water, some shallots, some herbs, and the miso in it, a little bit of olive oil. And the miso you can use or not use, it really brings out the umami. What you do is you take that corn off the cob, you boil the cob, so you're kind of making a corn broth. You grate the corn or you grind it up a little bit in your blender. So you're, you're breaking it down, you're cooking it in its own flavorful broth, and it just has so much corn flavor, you don't miss the sugar or extra fat that you might get from a more traditional creamed corn. Wow. you got to come back to the show anytime in the future, Doctor. The door is always going to be open for you. Awesome. Well, it was great, great talking to you. Well, you'd be brilliant today, okay? Thanks. You too.